What's up, guys? This is your girl, Amanda, and welcome to Hey Sugar, giving you weekly spoonfuls of inspiration, motivation, and love. As always, we will be sharing stories, my story, uh, stories of the people that are in my life, and special guests that will be sharing their own personal stories. Um, I'm excited today. As usual, you guys know I'm super excited, but I am excited. I've just started this really great partnership and relationship with this organization called Project Sister. I think we found each other on Instagram and, um, you know, I love working with women. You guys know that's my thing. That's my jam. I'm very passionate about helping women to, uh, love themselves or learn how to love themselves and also to find their purpose. So I ran into these two amazing women, uh, from project sister and they invited me down to their office and said, Hey, let's do some things together. We're going to do some things to help women. And today we have Christina Jimenez. She's the outreach service director for project sister. So welcome Christina. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You know, we're on a high because we did cupcakes and conversations on Wednesday, right? It was amazing. We talked about healthy relationships and creating boundaries. And um, I'm excited to have you today because today we're going to continue to talk about relationships. You know, we're just coming out of February, the month of love. And, and the other guests that we have talked about relationships with uh, a partner, romantic relationships, family, co-worker. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, um, something that, that may be a little bit taboo for some people that really don't uh, know a lot of knowledge about this, as well as they don't probably don't even think it really exists. And we're going to be talking about sexual abuse and rape with men and not the men being the abusers, but the men being the victims and now thrivers. Um, And so tell us a little bit about um, Project Sister and what you guys do, the services that you offer, and then we'll get right into it. All right. Um, Project Sister Family Services is a local rape crisis center in the city of Pomona, and we serve the eastern Los Angeles County Um, also known as the East San Gabriel Valley, Mm -hmm. and the West End of San Bernardino County. So we have a two-pronged approach to dealing with sexual assault. Our mission is to reduce the trauma and risk of sexual assault and child abuse. Um, We offer crisis intervention, so we have a 24-hour hotline with an accompaniment program. So we provide crisis intervention over the phone. We do accompaniments to law enforcement stations when someone's reporting being interviewed. If an individual is receiving a forensic medical exam to collect evidence. We will go to the hospital with them. We are their support person. That's so dope. We go to court if they have to testify and sit on, on you know, sit up there and give their victim impact statement. Mm. They have to testify. We're there with them. We also work with college campuses and K through twelve schools um, for students that have. Um, sexual assaults that have happened on campus, investigations that are happening on campus. Mm -hmm. They need special accommodations. They need support. You know, um, we understand that sexual assault is a very traumatic experience. And so we provide a lot of advocacy for them and a lot of support. Sometimes a survivor is so traumatized, so um, in shock, you know, Mm -hmm. doesn't know what's up and what's down. So we're there to kind of advocate and help them navigate the systems um, so that they can start their healing process. We also offer counseling completely free of charge to adult survivors of sexual assault Mm -hmm. and any immediate non-offending family members. 
and we also work with children victims of any type of child abuse, school-based bullying, or witnesses to violent crimes. Wow. And then our second approach to our mission is our prevention work. Mm -hmm. Um, Our outreach services department goes out and we do prevention education to individuals as young as TK, transitional kindergarten, all the way up to senior centers. And we talk about violence prevention at age-appropriate topics, about whether it's bullying, whether it's about healthy relationships, what it's, what is consent, what isn't consent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having conversations that are very taboo in a lot of um, cultures, a lot of communities, and they're taboo because nobody ever talked to us about them. Mm-hmm. So how do we talk to others, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do. We go out and we talk, we educate, and hopefully to intervene and prevent something from happening to someone, and giving people the tools on how to be proactive, healthy individuals. Mm -hmm. But if someone has already experienced something, they know that there's resources available for them. That's so awesome. I, when I found out that you guys offered the service where you accompany uh, the victim to like appointments and to court and all that. And I think that's so amazing because I've never been a victim of um, sexual abuse or rape. Um, but I believe that it would be very comforting to me if I did have that experience to have an organization that can walk me through the most traumatic, scariest time in my life where I feel ashamed and I don't want to tell my family members or anyone that's connected to me. I can have someone that doesn't know me that will go with me and be that support. That I think that's like the dopest thing ever. Like I'm like, everybody needs to know about this because I didn't know what was out there. I didn't even know anything like that even existed. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's often the thing that we see, right? Yeah. That this happens in someone, it's the worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do I do? Who do I turn to? Because if I can't trust my family, I can't trust my friends, or I have this shame, like, mm-hmm. because oftentimes we live in a culture where, well, what did you do to bring that upon yourself, right? right. And it's this victim-blaming mentality in this rape culture where a victim often has the shame that they carry around, this guilt that I could have prevented it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really good in a lot of organizations you know, there's a rape crisis center all up and down California, uh-huh. you know, and there's some nationally. And that is a right in the state of California. That is like we are state certified sexual assault counselors and our advocates are trained to be there as a support person. And we are wow. confidential mm-hmm. and everything communication between us and that person when it's one on one is completely confidential and we can't share it. There's like very, very, very small likelihood that we'll ever be called in to testify. Wow. So it's really good to have that support. And a lot of people don't know that that's available, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then what's really nice to see is like that full circle that not all of our advocates, not all of our staff Mm -hmm. are survivors, but we do have a handful Mm -hmm. that have been through the process. They had that advocate there. They had that counseling. And now they're in a healthy place. They're healing and they're ready to give back. And so they go back out there and they're giving back to other survivors. So it's really powerful. I remember I started with the agency as a volunteer Mm -hmm. seven years ago. And I mean, I I did it because I was just filling a college requirement for an internship, right? Mm -hmm. Um. But I had no idea, born and raised in Pomona, Mm -hmm. had no idea that there was an agency like that. And so when I found this agency, I just, I fell in love and I like 
Never wanted to leave. Never want to leave. And you're still there. And how long have you been there? Seven years. Wow. Wow. And it was a college, you just trying to fill a college requirement and like mm-hmm. really found what you're passionate about through yes. that experience. Wow. Man, I, I like I said, I think Project Sister is so dope. Like I said, I never even knew that those services were available. And it's so important for people to know. Let's talk about men and sexual abuse and rape. Um, tell us some statistics about men being victims of sexual abuse and rape. So men are, um, one out of six boys are sexually abused before the age of 18. Wow. And one out of 33 men have experienced a completed or attempted rape. And, you know, one out of six men will experience some form of sexual violence. Wow. So it's high. Mm-hmm. But we also know that it's a very underreported crime. In general, two out of three reports go unreported, right? Mm-hmm. So when we add stigmas and stereotype, like well, stigmas, stereotypes, or even just um, societal norms, mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a boy in our society? There's a lot of this. You have to be aggressive. You have to be dominant, mm-hmm. and so it gives an extra layer of shame that a female survivor may have, Mm. right? And so it's that much harder for them to come forward and speak because um, the victim blaming, the rape culture starts to question masculinity, starts to question sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it continues to feed into this toxicity of not talking about sex, but not talking about sexual violence. Mm -hmm. And so we see that men are, are very scared to come forward. And yeah. so it's an underreported crime in general, and for men it's that much. Wow. I can only imagine as a man you would be you would feel shameful, you know, especially with your guys too, like, oh man, you know, you really and this is just being how guys are. Oh man, you know, come on, you really come on, she really did that to you, or that really happened to you. Come on, man, you know, and you know, if you're hearing that from your friends and you really have had this experience where you were victimized by someone, I probably would think twice about reporting it as well. And oftentimes mm-hmm. it's, it's again, that, that, like that boys club mentality yeah. that it's okay. That's how we mess around, you mm-hmm. know, or you should want to have sex with women. You should want to have sex with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. You are a sexual being, yeah. you know, you're a sex machine. Um, and also what happens is that, you know, some survivors, um, male survivors, they say, well, my body responded. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have I didn't want to have sex. It was not consensual, Mm -hmm. but my body responded. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I had an erection. Mm -hmm. I ejaculated. Mm -hmm. That does that mean I wanted it? And it's no, it's your body's response to that arousal. Doesn't mean that you wanted it or not. Like if it wasn't something that you were willingly going into that, um, informed conscious decision that this is what I want to do. I want to engage in a sexual activity. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what adds to that shame, right? My body responded. So is it really rape? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really, really hard um, to really understand that and, and understand that our physical physiology mm-hmm. is responding to that arousal. But right. doesn't mean that you wanted it. 
Right. Right. And that's what I tell individuals is like nobody wakes up, especially and is like, can't wait for someone to just like grab my crotch. Right. Uh Or, you know, make me feel completely uncomfortable in my skin. And that's one thing that with men, it's like society says, well, you should want that attention. Right. Right. It's flattering. Right. You know, you should want to have multiple sex partners. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's really hard for them. Wow. And in your experience working at Project Sister, um, have you ever met any of the survivors that were men? Actually, I've gone to the hospital in the middle of the night with a male survivor who really? was sexually assaulted. And it it was it was hard mm-hmm. for him because he was like, I shouldn't have been in that situation. I shouldn't have, you know. Um, but that was someone that I trusted. That's someone I knew. Mm-hmm. And then it was these questions like, how do I tell my wife wow. what has happened to me? I haven't been home all night. Wow. And then it's, how do I tell my partner? How do I tell the mother of my children? Mm-hmm. And how do I answer the questions that I have now about my sexuality? Mm-hmm. Um, and also understanding culturally, you know, um, this was a, a man of color. So he's like culturally, religiously, like, yeah. this is so wrong. And I'm, it's my fault. And it was like, it's not your fault, you know, mm-hmm. and really letting him know that there's support, there's services and, you know, letting them know that it's their choice. Yeah. You know, it wasn't your choice to be sexually assaulted, but after that sexual assault, your healing process is dictated by you. Mm-hmm. You are empowered. We empower you. And we're here to tell you what your options are, but we never push an option. Mm-hmm. We never say, this is what you should do. Because it's all about regaining that control again of your life. Right. And deciding what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know? So letting them know, like, do you want to talk about it to someone? Do you want help, you know, sharing? Like, you mm-hmm. can you can come in um, to our walk-in services without an appointment and seek face-to-face services. If you want to bring your wife in to talk to us Mm -hmm. about it, or, you know, maybe it's your dating partner, um, your parents, because we know that it doesn't just affect the survivor, the victim, Mm -hmm. but it affects also those around them, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you're going through these, um, moments of flashbacks, anxiety, shame, it's going to impact your relationship with those nearest you. Mm -hmm. And they may then blame themselves, Yeah, you know? And so it's really just providing that support, even with young boys, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we have parents that say, Oh, does that mean my child's going to grow up to be gay? Like, no, that doesn't, it doesn't correlate, you know, it's not nothing. Um, Or, you know, they ask questions like, well, it was my fault because I didn't, I didn't protect them, you know? Mm, And mm -hmm. when we're talking about with children, most of the time, it's someone that we like in general, sexual violence is someone that we know, but with children, 34% of the time, it's a family member. Wow, It's someone we trusted Mm -hmm. to take care of our kid, Mm -hmm. to support our kid while we were not able to be there for them. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes as parents, we put this shame on ourselves and this burden that, I didn't protect my child. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm I'm such a huge um, advocate of 
people taking a healing journey when they've had trauma in their life, whatever level of trauma it is, I believe every person needs to go through some type of healing journey. Um, and by you guys offering those services, that's a step in the healing journey and bringing your family members in or whoever, you know, is in your circle that will be affected by it. It's important to bring them in as well. Um, so if, if I'm a man or speaking to the men that are listening, I know you talked about some preventative things that men and women can do and boys and girls. What's, what's the preventative tips that you can offer to men? Cause we're focusing on the men. We love men. We love men. Yes, we, do. we do. Um, they are healthy people. Yes, there they are. are healthy images of men, right? Um, and yeah. I think that's very important to to realize and stress. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one preventative thing is really knowing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned earlier this week is that communicating our boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what we want and what we don't want. And practicing being a healthy person. Communicating you know, being honest Mm -hmm. about our intentions and really, you know, saying no. Mm -hmm. And it's not really no anymore. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with yes means yes. Affirmative consent. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a law in the state of California and it's practicing yes means yes. We're no longer looking for no's, right? Mm -hmm. And really understanding what consent looks like is really important at all ages. Right. You know, and really making sure that we're encouraging people to voice their consent Mm -hmm. and voice their boundaries. And when they say no, when they do not say yes, Mm -hmm. that we respect that. That is the number one preventative thing. Yeah. You know, because prevention starts with ourselves. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, being aware of our surroundings is kind of a intervention, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, it's not our fault as victims or as survivors, but it's the fault of the person that thought it was okay to do this. Yeah. You know, and I think a big part for just in men in general in our society, the biggest prevention tip I can give out there is to practice healthy masculinity. Toxic masculinity is not good. Mm-hmm. It feeds into violence. All violence is across the board, yeah. right? All across the board. Physical, emotional, sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a healthy male, you know, and understanding that it does not make you less of a man mm-hmm. to be sensitive, to be in tune with your emotions, to be nurturing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not dominant, aggressive, that does not mean you're not a man, mm, you know? Yeah. So that practicing healthy masculinity. That's important. Healthy masculinity. It's not a buzzword these days. You it's know? not. Healthy everything else, but never healthy masculinity. And uh, it's important for men to be in touch with their feelings. It is. I mean, because, you know, culturally, let's just say in society, men are taught to, you can't cry, don't cry. Don't feel... You're macho, you're brave, you're strong, you're not beautiful, you know, you can't be weak. And that's the message that we push to young boys mm-hmm. and to men. Um, and a lot of times when men go through experiences in their life, whatever type of trauma they've experienced, um, it's hard for them to connect with that 
sensitivity or that emotion that they have. Because they want to push it aside. And a lot of times, you know, it comes out through anger. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked at a group home. I've seen that boys that have experienced trauma, it comes out through their anger. Then you see in their behavior what happened. You do a little bit more digging, then you'll start seeing what happened to them. And so it still rings true with men that don't grow up in group homes. You know, the everyday man, if you're not in touch with your your feelings and your emotions, Mm -hmm. then you're going to kind of like, even though you feel that way, based on society, you're going to push that stuff to to the side because you just want to fit what society said you should be or what your boys say this you should mold, be this mm-hmm. this this is how you have to be and if you don't fit in with this group yeah if you don't fit into this box then this is what's going to happen to you yeah right yeah we're going to attack you we're going to call you names we're going to mm-hmm. put you down and most often times what is what are, what is said to a boy that cries stop being a sissy yeah or you're a wimp you're a wimp right mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, why don't you grow a pair of balls? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's this stuff like demasculinity, like they make these comments to demasculate them yeah. to make them feel like you're not a man, mm-hmm. you know, or they use words that people use to identify women, mm-hmm. you know, and it's derogatory, um, derogatory, mm-hmm. um, but it's really like a put down, right? Yeah. And it's because the worst thing our society says we could be is a woman. Mm-hmm. But I tell people all the time, everybody in this world came from a woman. That's what Tupac said. Right? That's yes, what Tupac did. said. Mm-hmm. And it's really like we have to value women and girls in our society. Yeah. And we also have to let young boys and men, adult men know it's okay to be in tune with your feelings. It's okay to feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. We don't have just three emotions. We're not happy, sad, right. and mad. That's we it. <laughs> have anxiety and we have yeah. stress and we are ecstatic. And there's a whole like world of feelings out there. Mm-hmm. And being in tune with them and knowing that it's okay to feel the way you feel. Yeah. And that you're not less than just because you feel them, right? Mm-hmm. That's really, really important. Um, because... I think that's like the biggest part of what's feeding into this, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of this aggression, a lot of this toxic masculinity mm-hmm. is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's learned. Mm-hmm. It's learned in the home. It's learned in our culture, yeah. in our society, by, you know, influential people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. really stopping to think, like, is that who I want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that have said, like, I grew up in this type of setting and that's not what I want. So I'm working proactively on changing my behaviors and starting to practice healthier masculinity, healthier lifestyles and creating those boundaries and saying, no. So what if I cried when I watched The Notebook? Yeah. It was a sensitive movie. It was. Right? Yeah. Saying like, hey, don't joke about rape. It's not funny, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's something like often happens is that this rape culture that we live in where we make excuses for rapists. Mm-hmm. And we tell victims, oh, rape, sexual assault, sexual harassment, it's something that's going to happen. So just accept it, mm. you know, yeah. instead of calling people out for things. That's true. You know, and we continue to buy media that perpetuates sexual violence. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we endorse it. Mm-hmm. And that's what continues to feed this culture of 
this is what it means to be dominant. This is what it means to be in control. Yeah, that's so true. Wow. And to all the men out there that um, have experienced trauma, sexual assault, or rape, um, we want you to know there's help out there and that you're not alone. And it may feel as a man that you are alone, um, but there are other men that have had those experiences. And so there's organizations like Project Sister and other organizations that are out there that are available to help you. Um, And I just want to say to the men, embrace your emotions. Um, And that is something, if you've never been taught that, that's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight, but I think it'll be very beneficial for you as a man to embrace your emotions because it can make your relationships with other people so much better, especially love relationships. If you're able to embrace your emotions. Um, and I'm so glad that you were able to share this information with us. Um, and to let us know what services are available that men actually do get raped and they actually do experience sexual abuse. But there are services out there like Project Sister that will help you come from victim to survivor to thriver and that the help is there. The help is there and that you're not alone. And um, how can they get in touch with you and learn about your services and see what's going to be available for them? So definitely um, the number one way for anybody, whether you are looking for services for yourself or someone else, Mm -hmm. call our 24-hour hotline. Our 24-hour hotline is 909-626-4357. Also, look us up. We're on social media. We have our website, projectsister.org. But also if specifically, you know, talking to the men that Mm -hmm. are very, maybe feel uncomfortable calling in. There is an organization out there called One in Six. If you visit oneinsix.org, you will get connected with services specifically for males. Because we understand that it's really hard. It's a barrier, Mm -hmm. you know. And But calling us will also be able to refer people out, get them services. We have, again, the crisis hotline. We have free counseling. Mm -hmm. We have walk-in services for people that are in crisis that don't have an appointment, you can walk in and still get help. But we're here. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your fault. And we're here to help you through the healing process, like you said, right? Yeah. We want here. you to thrive. We do want you to thrive. Thank you so much, Christina. Mm-hmm. And men out there, we love you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sugar. And check out Project Sister and oneinsix.org. Yes. And if you need their services, they are out there to be an assistance to you. So we love you. God bless. Peace.